everybody. It's gonna. It's Media Majors. We're back and it's at it again. Mm -hmm. I'm Tom Lockney. I'm Liam Senior. And every week we, or normally what we do is we try to tell a story from our fields of interest. I like video games and the internet. TV movie thing. Um, but uh, this week's gonna be a little different. Liam does have a story, but I went to I went to E3 this year uh, as an industry member, and I'm just gonna talk a little bit about the things that I saw, the things that I did. Uh, you know, just demystify. You, you witnessed a murder. I did. <laughs> you absolutely. saw a murder. You saw Darth Maul. Yeah. You saw Shrek. You saw my dad. He was there. As Darth Maul and Shrek. Yeah. Um, this is less of a story and more of a weird announcement. Oh, okay. But if, if not, like, uh, it's a story. Uh, do, do, you, do you know about the Banana Split show? I don't know what from you're the talking 60s? about. From the 60s? No, you don't? Oh, no man. not at all. Is it, it, what, is, what type of show is it? A kids variety show. Oh, okay. Um, right, so uh, it's Hanna-Barbera. It was, uh, it was partially, they would show cartoons, and it was mm -hmm. these four, uh, like, very cartoony-looking animal mascots that would play in a band and, like, do really goofy sketches and yeah. show stuff in between. Ran from 68 to 70. Uh, there were a couple of revivals. The theme song was, like, pretty popular. Mm -hmm. There really hasn't been much of it. A couple days ago, Sci-Fi dropped a trailer for an R-rated horror movie starring the Banana Splits, heavily inspired by Five Nights and Freddy's. Oh my, that, yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> where the animatronics come to life and start killing kids and parents alike. That's actually, you know what? If you're gonna, like, take that concept and adapt it to the screen, I think that's a fun idea. Like, take something real that's old and has that kind of, like, weird kitschy... That's so weird. That's very, that's interesting. It looks so bad. All right, yeah, you're right. That wasn't a story, but it was a story. But it was was something i've been thinking about it all day all right cool then can i there you is that that's everything? it i'm done all right fantastic everybody. let's take a quick break to start <laughs> us off um all right yeah uh and just so everybody knows i went as as an industry member i am not a journalist uh uh and you know i didn't i wasn't taking notes on these demos i did it largely because i'm very i'm just very interested in uh, I did a lot of independent games um at indicate because that's just the thing that most interests me um, yeah, so that's the stuff I'm going to be talking about. This stuff is not, like, totally representative of, of like, necessarily what these games are, just so everybody knows, but these are my experiences, uh, you know, on the E3, on the E3 show floor. Got a half day, um, off to go to it from work, uh, went there, spent a lot of time just hanging out, meeting some mutuals, killing time. Uh, speaking to people. It was very fun. Did um, you see Donkey Kong's stand-up set that he did? Wait, what? I'm gonna be asking questions like this throughout okay. the entire time, so you need to be ready. Yeah, uh, yeah, Donkey Kong got up on the stage, and he, t you know, he did some old material, but he did some new jokes. Some of it was, like, a little edgy, like he, he did, like, a banana for a penis. All right, we get it, everybody. <laughs> we get it. That's pretty good, though. I feel um, like he did it tastefully. Because yeah. it's funny enough. Um, the first game that I checked out was a Manifold Garden. I don't know if anybody... Have you seen screenshots from this? They've been very big on Twitter. Um, Manifold Garden has this very gorgeous art style. Lots of, um, like, soft pastels, I think, that kind of are ah, blended. It reminds me a little bit, only a little bit, of uh, Grease. Um, yeah, uh, from this from this business card that I'm showing. Just you. from this one yeah. business card. It's much more uh, like digital. I had a feeling as opposed to as opposed to like the two D hand animated look. Yeah. Um, but it it's a gravity shifting game. My demo experience was actually it was very funny. The person who was demoing the game uh, had only just joined on, 
and so was a little bit nervous. And uh, the, and there were gamers who were being mean to them. No, oh, no. Yeah, oh you can just God. say there were gamers. Hi, hey, gamers, don't. If there is a visual bug in the in the demo at E3, and you point it out, the developer does already know about that. I promise you. As was the case with Manifold Garden and the person sitting next to me. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's a gravity shifting game. Basically, like what you do is you walk up to a wall and you click a button and then you just walk on that wall it's not like you can't like look at a distant wall and click it and then shift your gravity that way as far as i was aware um but from there a bunch of gravity puzzles uh unfold unfortunately i did not myself get to really see how that worked because i hopped on a demo uh that uh, uh somebody had got up and left and the demoer was like busy talking to press uh, so I sort of just... Press Johnson, the greatest <laughs> gamist of all time? Yes. Um, so I sort of just retraced his steps. It looked like it, there were a lot of like button and block puzzles involving gravity. Some like slick, uh, smart design elements like, oh, okay, like no matter what gravity you shift for yourself, this, blo uh, this block will always be like gravitated towards this direction represented on the block by an arrow. It's got very beautiful. Like that's the thing. I the thing I took away most from it was it just looks really cool. They have a very interesting conceit, which is like, uh, all the architecture is kind of infinite and Escher esque. Mm. Um, and so like I would walk. My off, favorite MC. Yeah, I would. MC <laughs> MC Escher on the on the ones uh, and discs. Yeah, the ones yeah. and two. Thank you. I could not remember what that phrase was. Um, but you, I, like, you, I would walk off the edge of the structure I was on, and I'm it would just break. extend infinitely, and so it would just, I would fall, and it would loop. I see instances where that might, uh, be used in, like, puzzles, obviously, where you, like, need to fall forever in a certain direction to, like, get where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, like, a really interesting idea that I think is cool, and I'm very excited to see how it is executed upon and i hope that i get to interact a little more directly with the gameplay uh, uh next time here's my next question yes um is it so i've heard that there was gonna you know the earthbound series we're all like where's mother three where's mother three yeah uh i heard that the reason they finally announced the reason that it's been delayed is that both ness and lucas have become soundcloud rappers and i've gotten so many sega based face tattoos that They've had to redo so much. Uh, can you give any uh, evidence or insight into this? Um, yes, I did um, hear one of Lucas's new tracks that they premiered exclusive at E3. It was called Lit It Up. Oh, no. That's, and that's, it... that's a very accurate SoundCloud <laughs> title song. <laughs> That mostly just made me sad. And um, unfortunately, I can I PK can fire. PK, PK fire. Yeah, it was a lot about the fire that burns within him and the passion and how he's gonna, you know, take it take over the world by a SoundCloud storm. Mm. Um, yeah, using this the storm being, of course, PK Thunder. Uh, <laughs> well, Lucas famously does PK Freeze, so uh, you've just been schooled. Ah, oh, shit. Nope, I'm wrong. I'm a fake gamer. We're all well. Well, you know what? Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm wrong just now because I got PK Flash confused with PK Frost. And you were right. Mm -hmm. He does have PK Thunder. So I'm wrong. Ah, there we go. I, I Twas I the real gamer this this whole time. <laughs> what a twist. Um, the next thing, I did not um, play it because somebody else was demoing, but I did chat up with the uh, developer um, for Wrong Box. Mm -hmm. It is sort of... 
um, to my to my understanding, based of uh, what I saw and what uh, he told me, was it's it's sort of inspired same same um, root inspiration that has influenced games like uh, Everything Is Going to Be Okay by Natalie Lawhead and uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, which you might be familiar more familiar with because that got more buzz, I believe. Um, which is which is like you go through these old weird nineties. Like very Geo Cities inspired. Just, oh shit! I have heard of that. Actually. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, Tom, would it surprise you to know I don't know what the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> but I do know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, it's not not in terms of like tone or play, but in terms of like style and where its sensibilities are drawing from. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you enter your home, so there is sort of that that. Um, it, I think that this is a good example of where the term walking simulator fails as a genre descriptor because like you the the idea is sort of like yes you come home and you come home to your room and then you are transported into the world of the internet it is a first person thing that is how you are that that's how it's representing the way you travel between these uh these internet inspired areas um i'm also being this is a very reductive description again did not play it just kind of chatted with the developer uh, but he actually ended his uh, his pedigree is that he worked he did a bunch of work on uh, Dream Daddy. Um, oh, okay. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know the game you're talking about, actually. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, did work with Dream Daddy. Uh, it it did look very fun and very cool. It had a lot of that sort of like chaos and spirit of of the early internet, where it was just a constant clusterfuck. Um, it, did, it looked very good, and the game is already out. It's called Roblox. You can get it already. Manifold Garden is not out yet. I should say that. Yeah. Uh, here's my next question. Yeah. Uh, I hear that Nintendo and Naughty Dog announced the collaboration we've all been waiting for, which is uh, Joel from The Last of Us Odyssey, where <laughs> Joel oh from The Last of Us is transported into a Mario Odyssey world. Yeah, it uh, is It is pretty grim, unfortunately. I hear it's not only very grim, it's weirdly very, almost as many uh, penises as the Euphoria pilot. But uh, it is, you know what, it's, it is, it's, you know what it is, it's, um, it's VGA, it's VGA bait, you know, mm-hmm. where, oh, totally. where everyone feels very compl- conflicted about how brutal, brutal Joel has made the Mario universe. But really, doesn't it make you think when, when Joel beats another toad to death into a bloody pulp for basically no reason, doesn't it really make you think about video games (laughs) that's what i love about nintendo this broke me to my core 9.5 out of 10 yeah this said something that other games have said better does the thing that other video games do largely uncritically but it was so violent that it gave me pause ergo it was intended by the game 9.5 out of 10 um, the two ladies kissed. Nine point five out of ten. Yeah, you when I when yeah when those two ladies kissed and then when they were tortured and murdered horribly for hours on end by really Mario thought, and Luigi. I really thought about video games yeah, for a hot sec. Yeah, I saw somebody die and it made me think. Oh my god, that happens in real life too. Wow. Mm, Nine point five out of ten. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Guess everybody knows what my position on The Last of Us is now. Um, uh, that giraffe was a nice beat. Fun, fun fact. That is a crazy. That happens in The Hangover Three, also, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the giraffe dies in The Hangover Three because mm-hmm. it's so tall that it gets hit by the underpass, yep. which actually I think is kind of a silly beat. It's a silly beat. Um, um uh, fun fact: my roommate 
uh, when I lived in New York, uh, he I was uh, gone for a week, mm-hmm. and he bought The Last of Us, played an hour of it, and then returned it and bought Overwatch instead, <laughs> because as he said it, I don't have time for whatever shit they were trying to stir up. <laughs> yeah, The Last of Us is, um, you know... It is certainly a game that costs a lot of money. It's it. it that guess what? addresses <laughs> themes maturely. Hey, they are really the last of us. Yeah. What's the next game you saw? Um, the next game I saw was actually, the Last of Us Two. Oh no! Uh, this actually ended up being one of my favorites that I checked out, just because uh, uh, um, uh, the developer and I had a really, really, or one of the developers really and I frothy had a really milkshake together. <laughs> interesting. Uh, conversation about one of the core conceits of this game. Cool. Um, so it is sort of like you know we are we are later stage in late stage capitalism. Automation has now uh, uh, sort of fully begun seeping into uh, uh, Uber and Lyft and rideshare uh, things. That's NeoCab is we're, we're not future Uber, um, but it, it, the the game the demo that i played I, I there were two options for me i could have played the short i played or the longer i played the longer it was about 15 minutes uh and apparently it is it is different content i think it, it seems closer to the beginning of the game uh you were playing a driver named lena let me double check that actually yep i, I saw the badge yeah driver's name is lena um very cool uh she is uh you know she's the your player character she's the ride chair driver it's it's very much uh he called it more like an intensive visual novel it's very you know dialogue book readings um where's donkey kong picked up a picked up a customer had a kind of like you know when you're like this was really good you know when you're in an uber and you you were the driver accidentally sort of like steps on each other's toes conversationally uh, that that is like the I'm first not, nodding my head. Yes, I'm yeah. on a podcast. Nodding my head. Nodding my head. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I thought it was a very good thing uh, or a very well written conversation. I also because I'm a very conflict averse person. I was like gonna just peel off and not fight a stranger in a fake game. That's not real. Um, but it definitely seemed like you could be a prick and it would affect your rating, which presumably will affect your uh, ability to like continue to get ride shares. Um, and then you're, and you're going back to, or you are traveling to a, a city where it's not totally clear whether she is your official ex, but it definitely, there was definitely romance and sexual um, uh, uh, relationship that ended harshly. Uh, with a big argument, and you're going to meet this, uh, meet her again, uh, meet up with her, and live with her. Um, not, it's also again a little unclear, which, which not like not in a bad way, but just in a way where it is like the story is withholding things for me, which I thought was good. And she gives you a mood bracelet, but like a mood bracelet that actually works. It, it biometrically reads you and scans you. And this was what really drew me in was, um, people can. The point is that people can see how you're feeling, and so they can... And feel how you're sealing. <laughs> uh, so they, they will react to you presumably different, because if I see somebody on the street and their biometric thing is, like, red, I'm going to, like, be nicer to them because I don't want to piss them off. Or maybe I know that they're already pissed off, and I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to piss you off more. I want to go to infrared. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to push you over the edge. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to break. <laughs> the second time i've referenced the leak and park song and the demoer 
uh, he and I had a good conversation about... He, he's very interested in the feedback loop of that. Of It's sort of in the minority report of how full of a self-fulfilling prophecy is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, like, if you are getting angry and you see that you're angry, are you getting angrier? I, I did not see fully how that represents because I just had the one conversation that is very clearly, like, tutorializing. This is how the mood thing goes. Like, there are three levels of of um intensity of feeling but it does cover like a much broader spectrum as opposed to like the typical uh angry pissed off sad there's a little more of a blend between those uh and also the game did promise that horny was on that spectrum which Mm. i'm down for um uh the guy i spoke to is a uh did work on firewatch actually which, ah, which... Campo Sant- you talked to campbell santo <laughs> um just kidding so yeah uh neo cab that also is not yet released it, it all looks really good too like um the art style seems to have been drawing on uh like archer for in the sense that not like stylistically obviously this is a lot of like purples they're they're trying to do like a futuristic kind of you know mm-hmm. uh palette but in in the in the in the sense that like there are these very high detail uh models but they the animation is a little um uh i'm trying to think of the right word here because i i, I want to be careful to not like criticize or sound like i'm being critical of it but there's not it's not very animation intensive because like obviously that's very expensive but you need to be able to read these characters emotions so i think that they made a smart call which is like this is a small indie game does not have a big budget um so they went with high detail faces so you can really see what you need to see and read on characters versus like be them being um uh expressive uh in terms of like how they move and act so uh yeah so that ended up being one of my favorite things that i checked out it's really cool got any more questions for me i mean this is a real thing that they announced at e3 sonic don't take his shoes off oh yeah did they announce that at e3 or yeah, just at the same time as yeah. e3 so it was i'm con- you know what i'm gonna say that that they they dragged him out on stage and they said take your shoes off and he said i'll never take my shoes off and that's it yeah uh, i did not see sonic's feet but i did see eggman's feet eggman's feet's in um sonic and and knuckle no Sonic and Mario. Mario mm. and Sonic and, and the, the Olympic, Olympic games. games. Um, oh, wait. Did we talk about the person who drew us Sonic's feet on the podcast? Oh, yet? my God. We never had. We yeah. did get an email. We never checked that email because we don't get a ton of email. But we did get a picture of Sonic's feet in October of last year. We're very bad at our podcast jobs. Um, but, yeah. Thank you very much uh, for sending us that picture of Sonic's feet. Turns out it was all for naught because Sega announced that your drawing not exists. <laughs> not real. It's like the uh, Star Wars Extended Universe. It's, yeah, it's Chewie dying. Um, the next game I checked out was Infinite Children. The person demoing was... Infinite Children? Lots of children. I'm good. Uh, to be to be distinguished uh, from kids, which is also another sort of like indie uh, movie that's not very good. A bunch of butts right now. It's about a bunch of uh, like weird little people, uh, featureless people going into holes, like jumping into like pits. Digging in the a ground. five by five hole. Yeah. Stanley L. Bury me ass up, so I'm already facing hell. Um, <laughs> Infinite Children is the the conceit uh, seemed a bit 
and I, I don't I don't say this uh, in a mean way, but it does seem a little fraught because it is about um, uh, life extension. Mm. But but like I don't know, we all live in like late capitalist hell where it's like, hey, is my uh, GoFundMe gonna go viral or am I gonna die? Because I can't afford uh, insulin. Too real. Love the world. Anyways, love um, it. So I, I'm I'm actually going to play this because it is out now. You can play it and it is free. This is something that I really uh, like about this is it is a purely artistic endeavor. They are trying to experiment with the form. Um, and I really like it. The experimentation in question is that every time a player earns an achievement because it is linked to your Steam account, uh, you uh, elongate the game. The game gets longer. Uh, so you get more like missions and stuff. And it is about like uh, the, the, to my understanding, the premise is that like there's a family with a sick child and that is on life support. And in order to extend the life support, uh, they need to play this video game. And, uh, and, and like therein being the conceit of like, every time you get an achievement, your, your reward is like longer life. Mm. Uh, I did not, uh, spend a ton of time playing it, but I, you know, that is a very interesting conceit. I like it. Uh, uh, that is ambitious. That is a, that is a lofty thing to shoot for. And, and I really enjoy that they're trying something interesting. Mm -hmm. um, you can check it out for free. And also, uh, you should probably check it out soon because when I spoke to the developer, or to sorry to the art person who's a developer. Um, uh, uh, she told me that uh, they're actually pretty close to hitting the max uh, full. Like people are pretty close to like completing the conceit of this game, where it will hit the max length. Um, so if you want to be a part of making this game change forever, like the, I asked her, I was like, so is there? I, I assume that there's no plans, but I am curious. Like, are you gonna do? Are you ever gonna? pull a hard reset or are you going to like put it back to 1.0 and she's like nah i don't think so which is cool i like mm -hmm. that um so yeah check it out and even then i think there's also something very interesting to be experienced in that like you know that you are experiencing a different game than perhaps a lot of people did so yeah that's cool yeah you uh you eat any fried jigglypuff while you're there um yeah actually um you fucking monster yeah, well, what is wrong with my you? good friend Brian David Gilbert, <laughs> my best friend. Uh, his phone number is one 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 butts. Yeah, is is one one one. Can I eat that? Can I eat that butt? Um, <laughs> I look. I don't pick his phone number. That's gonna be the next unraveled. Which Pokemon eat ass? Um, yeah, Mister Mime. Definitely. Tranquilizer. It's all of them. Yeah, I did try some fried uh jiggly puff it was sort was of it a little wiggly tough thank you it was, <laughs> it was very dark uh it was actually a deeply un a profoundly unpleasant experience you know those you know those like very scary restaurants where they like kill the the food in front of you and cook oh, it, no. like, lobsters or whatever oh no that is so fucked yeah i went and there was like a little glass aquarium full of all these jiggly <laughs> they were drowned <laughs> Putting All each asleep. other to sleep so that way they don't have to endure the pain of being boiled, al of fried alive. Jesus, this is a dark menagerie that you've wreathed upon the world. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of regretting this bit because Jigglypuff are very cute. They're one of my favorite Pokemon. Steer out. Um, Next game. Yeah. Uh, uh, interestingly, it tasted a lot like Growlithe. <laughs> um... <laughs> The next game, this was actually, uh, you know what, I'll save this one, because I'll save this for last, because this ended up being uh, my favorite, just in terms of, like, that's fucking cool. Um, the next game I checked out, which was uh, just, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time with it, because I'm not very interested in um, asymmetrical 
uh, multiplayer games is uh, uh, Killer Queen Black was its mm. name. And uh, it's like a competitive, you know, like uh, big big screen wrap around. Uh, there's various ways to win. You can have an economic victory, which is um, uh, you obtain as like these little creatures uh, uh, berries and you put them in your like a little hive. Uh, you can get a military victory, which is that you just are a different class that has like the ability to kill and fly around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you're like hunting these berry collectors and the berry collectors are uh, trying to avoid you. Um, and you murder them. And then, unfortunately, I, I'm, I apologize, I'm forgetting, there is a third route to victory. But it was very fun. It supports a lot of people. Like, I ended up in a match with, like, six strangers. We all had a great time. That's awesome. It was very fun, absolutely. Like, if, if that is your bag, um, then absolutely check that out. Look at gameplay footage. I, I do not know if that one is out or not. Um, and then the last game that I checked out was game called hot swap um oh uh uh, 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 uh what did, did i hear i heard that they got samus's armor and the inside woof very smelly anyways Yucky. um yeah hot swap is a like ship combat game um for multiple players however it is like a cooperative game it is uh, there i'm blanking on the specific term so if this is incorrect i apologize but like alternate control where or like gimmick control where okay so there are two there are two controllers set up each Mm -hmm. of those two controllers uh, are not like buttons but they have two docks on them upon which or in which docks docks like 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 like, um you pick up these they're square docks and you pick up these control inputs gotcha gotcha i thought you said ducks Uh, a little yellow quackers quack 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 Ooh, weird penis (laughs) um it, it is real weird that they're shaped like that i like it um, but you, this actually I think would be super fucking fun for like, for a Doug's penis. <laughs> yeah. For parties and stuff. Also just because like part of, I think, uh, alternate control games, uh, uh, that is good is like, it's a fun opportunity to just make it sound and feel good. And so I, I watched these two people, uh, two strangers, which was the coolest part because by the end they were like forming Maybe their out. own, <laughs> yeah, they Made love on the show floor. Oh, made love. Um, <laughs> made love on the show floor. Beautiful. It's such a beautiful Beautiful <laughs> sexual congress, baby. Um, no, they, I they, fell in love with a girl, <laughs> and then we made love on the showroom floor. Uh, they were um, forming their own like call-outs for the specific buttons and mm-hmm. the, the things that were happening on screen. So like one person would take the the steering wheel which you know it's so fucking satisfying sounding like it's got this like hollow little like clack to it when you put it and also because you're like moving fast you're like desperately trying to fit it into the uh input dock and so it's like clack 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 snap and then you like twist the uh steering wheel to make it turn left and right and it, and it's got this like like a bike yeah exactly uh, to steer, uh, then another person might be, like, loading the cannons, then lighting the fuse. And all these inputs are different. So, like, one is, like, a on a hinge, sort of, where you just pull the hinge up and... Or pull the device on the hinge up and down to open and close, functionally, the, the what amounts to, like, a door, if, if, uh, mm-hmm. for lack of a better 
uh, descriptor. Or, like, then, then like, uh, to put out flames is, like, you tap a button. Or you want to, like, raise the sails so you go faster and smaller. Uh, if you want to pick up treasure, it's a fucking key. Like, it's it's just a chink and uh, deeply, deeply satisfying. Like, I think that, obviously, this is, like, this is kind of restricted to people who are, like, you know, able-bodied. But uh, I did enjoy uh, looking at it. It seemed profoundly satisfying. I think if you this it, you know what it kind of reminded me of I, I we've definitely played it what's the fucking what's that game that we played on our phones with the space call out oh uh spacex space, no yeah space no is it spacex no, spacex is elon musk's <laughs> yeah what <laughs> yeah did not attend oh, no. space team space, space team, team one X. word <laughs> where uh you're kind of like i mean that one is more in the comedy of like you gotta flipple the fluple. Exactly. Whereas this is uh, more, you know, like there's there is less distance between like the reality of the situation and, and what you were calling out for. Like steering wheels, sails, sails. It's it's less sails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Da-na-na-na-na>. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one ended up being uh, I think my favorite that I checked out just because I'm the the tactile element and I think it has that similar fun party structure where you have a couple friends over and it, and just like you get into the chaos of it um yeah those were all the games i checked out if that seems like not a lot of games uh you've never w- been to a fucking convention before yeah yeah literally um for uh like nintendo you had to wait in a line to get in the line to play stuff um also i still what's like the big thing they had to play mario maker snooze um I think I can't remember Mario. I'm trying to remember because it was a specific thing, and I can't fucking remember for the life of me because I didn't wait in the line. What was it um, Dragon Quest Eleven B? I'm trying to think because they, they had something. Look, they announced big. that finally, finally, I can play as an oh, anime sword boy in I think, Smash Bros. I think it might have been Luigi's Mansion. Well, Luigi's uh, Mansion okay. was definitely one of them. That's pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't wait in line for that though. It's gonna come out in November. October yeah also also like here's again i think i i think i've like honed my experience now that i'm a little less like engaging parasocially with like the games industry as a whole now that i'm in it but like um really like if you're if you're a consumer and you're going to e3 like pick one big game that you want to see if there is a short line like i'm actually kind of bummed i wanted to check out uh man of down the uh until dawn follow-up yeah but uh and i should have gone when there was because there was no line at one point and i was like oh if there's no line i'll just come back if there's no line for a game like that go and and do that line um because i ended up missing that which kind of bummed me out but uh you know indicate the people there are very friendly uh uh and you will get to try a lot more games and see a lot more like really cool stuff just go in there with an open mind um Oh, the one other thing that I did watch played was Dicey Dungeon, um, which is sort of... I'm listening. It's a very cute... um, uh, This is one where, take everything I say with a grain of salt, because I was not fully present, like, paying attention uh, for this. I had had a drink uh, with a friend. Um, had you not... were you were high off pixie sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could like tell the not... people you got a meth pipe, you filled it with fun dip, and I you went to town. I could not stop smoking goldfish. <laughs> the sack, the crack, that smiles back. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, it, it, a very cute art style. Very, very cute art style. Um, uh, you know, very like soft looking. A lot of like dice with thin hands who look happy to be there. Uh, but it's sort of a 
uh, from what I could see, somebody kept saying that it was like the Binding of Isaac, which that is like I want to make very clear. I I'm not an expert on this game, but I can tell you this much: it's not. It does not play like the Binding of Isaac at all, even remotely. I think maybe what they were saying was that it might be a roguelike, or that like the dungeons are procedurally generated, but like that does not mean it is like the Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Anyways um uh but it has like a very cute art style it is there is a there is an element of chance so like you will be given die that represent like attack powers but you you get like certain characters you have a little bit have abilities that allow you to like say swap out one of the die so if you have like a low one uh you might want to uh swap that out and like take a gamble risk because like a, like uh if you've got a two that means you have a pretty high chance of re-rolling for a higher attack point which mm -hmm. will uh, uh, help you out in combat there is like light it's it is turn-based which is the other reason it's not at all like binding of isaac binding of isaac is active play this is turn-based gamers i know you gotta you gotta get better at this um uh, but then there are like different permutations of like certain enemies will have uh, specific abilities and like modifiers like the flame damage like elemental damage appeared to be a thing in this uh, but also there did seem to be like a um... <laughs> this is gonna I'm really gonna show my hand here I've never played blackjack was that 21 the one where you get a 21 yes. yeah where like there is a there is a sort of like number addition element where like you'll be able to feed multiple die into a single ability because it will require a certain amount of points but like it will be better for you to like let's say you've got two attacks available to you and one is like a fire thing that will be modified by the number on the die and you have three die and the other one is like a, is like a devastating attack but it requires a high number a higher a number higher than 6 so mm -hmm. you will need to add things hmm. so you want to like combine like a high and a low and do like a little mental math of like okay how do i maximize my damage output here because if i can get like five and two like if it's a seven it, it's better to get like a five and two and then use your six on the flame attack because like uh the ad added attack is not it, it is like a static number that you hit mm -hmm. uh it is not like based on it is not modified by the number on the die um uh, and so you might want to like strategize a little bit with that, but that like that's a really interesting system and idea, and I like that a lot. Um, yeah. So that was the shit I saw at E3. It's fucking great. I had a blast. Um, you know, everybody had a good time. I hear there was a uh, uh, like a um, an entire part of the convention that was just a, rec a recreation of uh, Blight Town that you could walk through and get poisoned in a swamp and yeah. throw up everywhere. Yeah, I did get toxic. I had Mondo diarrhea. Yeah. It turns out that water in Blight Town, it's poopy. <laughs> That's all that is. It's just big. It's just... <laughs> Miyazaki never intended any of the players to go in there. It was an accident. He just wanted there to be a waste system so all the monsters could poop safely. Yeah, it's, it's a real... <laughs> when he saw the final frog, he was like, who, who, don't put that blight down to the public! That is where all the monsters are this supposed is just, to it's, it's just a big poop sluice. Get him out! Uh, my self-care corner, yours was E3, mine was this, the conversation about poop. That's right. my... Uh, check out the network. We have a Patreon. We have a PayPal Patreon.com slash MajorCast if you want to do a one-time donation. PayPal.me slash MajorCast. Anyhow... Speaking of which... 
cut. We'll be there for you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.